disturbing. Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars, the podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name's Blake, and I'm here with some of the best hosts in the galaxy. First off, the funny one, Wesley. What's up, dorks? You're sporting that manly beard tonight. It's Thank you. I like it. I like it. Your mom likes it, too. Dang. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not what I expected to start the pocket out with tonight. The commentator, Andrew. Howdy, dorks. And our very own Jedi Archive, Dietrich. I'm just still trying to get over how much Blake's mom loves Wesley's beard. It's insane, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you, she she loves Yeah, it. yeah. She she does. She calls me about it sometimes. It's actually quite awkward. Give y'all both something to talk about. It does because we both enjoy it. I I'm digging it. I can't wait for Thanksgiving this year. Yeah, it's gonna be odd. Only so much turkey you can gobble, you know. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> it's an old expression. Uh- <laughs> Before this gets any creepier, let's get into some news. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now you hear this, whoever you are. All right, so first up in our news, The Marvels is set to premiere on November the 10th, 2023. Um, are any of you guys planning to see this movie like in the theaters? Or are you going to wait? Not in theaters, but I'll, I'll probably watch it on Disney+. Plus. I'm with Wes. Yes. I probably won't watch it. At all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, there's there's a lot of people in that camp, it seems, because the uh, pre-box office ticket sales project this to be the lowest MCU film debut of all time. I feel like they've just been declining. Even the they, show. Yeah, they have been. There's been a trend of that lately. For them. Yeah. And it's only getting worse. I think people are kind of tired of the MCU. I think they're too spread out now. And, you know, we should have ended it with Endgame. That's just me. I agree. I don't know. I think there were a few good-ish things about some of the movies that came after. But overall, yeah, you could have, like, just had those as one aside stories. And not necessarily, like, not really relating it to the overall grand phases of Marvel. I think after Endgame, they tried too quickly to just merge it all back up together and have some of those super events, and it's, you know, or trying to get them started, and you can't do that with with these movies. It took 10 years to get to Endgame, you know, so you gotta build slow or rebuild slow after such a monumental movie such as Endgame, something that could have really been the end for the MCU, and everyone be happy with it. In other news, 18 years ago, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 2, the OG, was released. And I missed that game. I missed that game a whole lot. I can't tell you how many hours I sank into that game. Yeah, me, me either. Pro- probably Space battles? Like a year or more of my life. Overall. At the very least. I mean, I played that game until... Uh, even after the PlayStation 2 was like done, um, 
I played that game all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a funny story. My parents got me that game on Black Friday. And they got it the year it came out. We got the same the same story. I know the story. Yeah, we do. We we've talked about it before, yeah. So they go to Kmart and they were supposed to just have Battlefront one for like, I think fifteen dollars. Yeah. And uh, this game came out in October and a month later is Black Friday. So Kmart had misprinted the price of Battlefront 2 as well to read like $15 or something like that. So my parents bought me Battlefront 2 for $15 yeah. when it was like brand new. I had the exact same experience as Blake with that because Kmart messed up their advertisement. But when we went to Kmart, they were sold out already. So we took it to Walmart and they do a price match type of deal. <laughs> and so they, they, they were hesitant to do it at first and they made a phone call and then finally they honored it for $15. Yeah, Walmart Walmart was like, Kmart, you done screwed us up. Because <laughs> that's why Kmart's doing so well right now. Makes sense. Echuta! Dude, well, I'm <laughs> sure after, after that fiasco, I'm sure that Walmart put a hit out on them. Did y'all go to the same Kmart? <laughs> was it the same I one? I don't know. <laughs> I went to one in Raleigh. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I don't remember. Probably, maybe. Was it in Raleigh, Blake? Uh, I mean, uh, come on, man. It may have been. I, there was probably only five Kmarts at the time. It definitely wasn't in STEM. I wasn't five. Yeah, I definitely want to STEM where we're from. No. Uh, dude, I was 13 at the time. Way to dox Blake, Wesley. Just just, just tell me his house address at this point. <laughs> Well, we say that's where we grew up. We didn't say that's where we are now. That's fair. Yeah. Now, now you just doxed me. Take. (laughs) Did I? Because I could say, "Oh, how's your house in blank?" (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Battlefront Two was one of the coolest, I think, Star Wars games ever. You got to play as Jedi. That's the first. Battlefront game that you could play as Jedi in. The space battle was brand new. We'd never gotten space battles like that. I I miss it. If if we're going to remake a game, let's remake that one. Just like it was with better graphics and better mechanics. I was going to say, I think they did remake it. (laughs) That one was crazy. You could go into a Star Destroyer and blow it up from the inside. That was the coolest... It was fantastic. To me, at like 12 years old or whenever. When did it come out? Uh, 2005. 18 years. Wow. Oh, wow. That's right. So I've been like 16-ish, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I was 12. I was about to turn 13. Mm. Let me share my infinite wisdom with you of four more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring it. Now would be a good time to let everyone know that Dork Wars, the podcast, has a merchandise store. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. We have Dork Wars the hoodie, Dork Wars the t-shirt, Dork Wars the coffee mug, and we even have... Battlefront 2, the bootleg case. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, where it says Dork Wars Battlefront 2, and it's all of our faces on it. You can play as Jedi Master Wesley... Or Clone Commando Diedrich. Yeah, we're not going to sell a lot of those. <laughs> I'll buy one. 
That's because your face is on it. Well, yeah, we'll sell four copies. At least. <laughs> well, I'm making them. I'm not buying one. I'm giving one to myself. So, three copies. I need part of that money, so you have to pay for it. <laughs> well, fine then. I will put in $2. I gotta get my 10 cents. There's no CD-ROM in it at all. It's just the case, and it's drawn on white printer paper. <laughs> it's a collector's item, okay? <laughs> Seriously, though, check out DorkWarsPodcast.com. There you can find our merchandise store. Uh, links to our YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, Twix, whatever you want to call it now. Um, all our socials, and... Of course, everywhere you can find our podcasts, such as Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and all the other podcatchers. So, Dork Wars the Podcast has a pretty big announcement. Uh, We have helped to found a new podcasting network. It is called the Subculture Podcast Network. And we are so happy to be a part. We already have five members, of course, Dork Wars the Podcast. We also have Entertainment Rants. Portable Hole Publishing Podcast, Trekkers Delight Podcast, and The Iconist Podcast. So go and check that out. You can check that out at bio.link forward slash subculture pod network. So go check out all those podcasts. And uh, hopefully I have time to make a little uh, insert to put right here. This show is part of the Subculture Podcast Network. For pop culture and entertainment podcasts, go to bio.link slash subculture pod network. Prepare to be entertained. Tonight, we will be talking about and wrapping up the Disney Plus series Ahsoka. Anakin spoke highly of you. I'm not here to discuss my past. We have a lot of work to do. Once a rebel, always a rebel. So going forward, we will be spoiling Ahsoka. So if you have not seen the Ahsoka series on Disney+, turn Dork Wars off. Go watch all of Ahsoka. I mean, that's only, what, eight hours of your life? Then come back here and listen to us discuss this series. Attention. Spoilers. So, guys, before we get into Ahsoka, I have to put this audio clip that our good friend and follower on Twitter, longtime listener of the show, Rural Farm Boy, uh, sent to us. We asked those in the Twitterverse, Twixaverse, Xaverse, whatever you want to call it, their thoughts on Ahsoka, and he sent us this. So, thank you, Rural Farm Boy. How do you do, Dork Wars Boys? Dark B. Seen the Twitterverse post asking what friends' thoughts were on Ahsoka for the season. Well, I went into this, as I do with any other new Star Wars story, to sit down and just watch and wonder what is it that the storytellers have to tell us. And also with this, I follow spoilers, if you don't already know that. So I went into all eight parts knowing different things as they were coming and learn some some stuff. Some have been sitting that I've heard had been sitting on for nearly a year and then learn some other newer stuff where we were getting closer to part five and part six. But I loved it for just what the story has to tell. And it's just starting. Some folks 
don't under ain't quite understanding exactly where this is headed to because it's going to get tied in and around to possibly some parts of have to do with skeleton crew and then it's going to wind up with what was supposed to be the 2026 film that Dave Filoni is going to go and put together. Some folks may also not have noticed that the first four parts of Ahsoka took place right in and around the same time of Mando seasons one and two. And then the last three brought it straight up into and in line with Mandalorian season three, if you're looking at it timeline wise. But yeah, that's my thoughts on Ahsoka. Loved it for all what it was and what we were told. I don't have any really disagreements with it because it ain't my story to tell. I'm being told a story. And hope to have other friends give me your thoughts. Let's hear what it is, whether it's Twitterverse or an email or a voicemail like this in here. And then put it out in that podcast playlist. Put it out there. Get it and come spend Spend the day with me. Keep me company at work. Keep me company at home. Then I'll go share it out in the Twitterverse and hope other friends give a listen too. Looking forward to the next. And whatever else you boys fixing on doing now that we're in a big wide open space. Looking forward to it, boys. May the force be with you. Long live the Empire. Thank you again, RFB, for sending us that message. And I think you make a great point. Knowing what we know now, seeing what happens in this show... We can connect that to future shows, and that may color how we um, how we view Ahsoka in the long run. So now back to your regularly scheduled Dork Wars podcast. So guys, I just want to talk about all of it, the whole thing, the whole series. We can focus a little bit more on the finale because that's where we're at. Um, but just what this series was as a whole, uh, Dietrich, what what are your thoughts on this series? And the way it wrapped up. Wasted potential. Oh. Mm. Wah, wah. I didn't expect that from you. I, I don't That's know it. why. Yeah, Diedrich, Diedrich's been pretty positive about Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Pretty positive for the most part. I, I kept holding out. I kept holding on to hope because you got to have hope. But yeah, now we're done and so... Wrapping things up, I think that's the only way I would put it into summation. All righty. Wesley, what are your thoughts on the Ahsoka series and how it wrapped up? I think whenever someone or something invokes a lot of thought or a lot of wonder, you know, or a lot of questioning, I, I like, I, I personally enjoy those feelings. So. <laughs> Um, and Ahsoka episode eight did that for me, you know, the season finale. So, uh, I, I think, it, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> what is it you're laughing at? I don't know, but now I'm dying. No, I don't know what it was, but I, it was hilarious. Cause it sounded like such an insult the way he said it. <laughs> I love uh. it. So, Andrew, what are your general thoughts on Ahsoka and the way that we wrap this thing up? I mean, I don't know. I never really saw all of Clone Wars or any of Rebels, except for maybe a little bit. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I think it's going to lead into some interesting new Star Wars with some characters that I'm not completely familiar with. Major point, I don't like Ahsoka. 
I there's something about Ahsoka that I just don't like the 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 character herself or like the show. Something in the show. I don't know if it's the character. I don't know if it's the actor. I think it's the actress Rosario Dawson. I don't. It's not that I don't like her or anything. I just think. I mean, I thought she was cool, but the fighting just didn't seem. I thought she was supposed to be like some super fighter. I, I would argue she wasn't even the lead in her own show, and I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. But it's not really like a major point. I guess major point. That's just like one of my major takeaways. Overall, I thought it was pretty good, and I think it's going to lead into some great characters. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. Um, I can sum it up with this. Blue balls. That's that's what you got at the end of the episode. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You start out yeah, this series cool. with a bunch of uh, plot threads that have already started in other material. Like Rebels. Mostly Rebels. I think all of Rebels. And then you go through this entire series. And Mando season three. Uh, what pro- plot threads from Mando season three are carried out through this one? Just that there is an empire out there. There are. <laughs> yeah, those, yeah. You know, the empire exists. That's true. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, what's I guess her name? that's there. What's her name is from season two? Uh, the witch. Main witch lady. God. Melgan. Yeah, but it's, it was an Ahsoka episode. That whole that whole episode was to set this show up. Yeah, you just made my point. You said what other things tie into it, and I was trying to ex- expand on that. I guess it ties into it, but you could you could have not seen that and been totally fine. I think you could have not seen Rebels or Clone Wars and been totally fine with this. Okay, I disagree. I because I understood most of it. There well, it's, it's not that you can't understand it. It's just that all these, like, the, the very basis of what's going on started in Rebels. And you go through the whole show. Exactly. And then at the end of the show, it ends, and none of those plot threads got resolved, save for uh, Ezra making it back and Thrawn making it back. But now Ahsoka and Sabine are stuck. <laughs> yeah, but I think, like, that's that's what I'm saying. I think that leads into some very interesting plot lines. I, I don't... I never again. I never yeah. saw Rebels. I never saw Clone Wars. So I totally understand right. people that disagree and don't like the show because of things that happened in that, or they feel like it's not yeah. a great wrap up. I can fully understand that. But as somebody right who is just yeah kind of sick of what's going on right now with Star Wars and the constant beating of the Mandalorian and the constant, I just feel like right. you know all these shows are going downhill. This is starting off mediocre. Which means maybe it could get really good. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was great, but I think that it was, you know. Um, it's just so funny because it sounded like you were like, I was really digging this. I was blah, blah, digging blah, blah, it. I, I mean, mediocre. I did dig. I started off mediocre. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I dug a lot of it, but there are questions yeah. that I have. Like, I don't, I don't understand something at, that doesn't make sense to me is why there's this beloved character who apparently had like multiple seasons of other shows and you're arguing that you don't need to see rebels to understand it so yeah you do right weren't you just saying you didn't feel like you needed to watch those series to understand what's going on but you you really do well you don't it's not to really understand what's going on with the story no you don't because uh, because what i'm asking has nothing to do with whether not what i'm asking has nothing to do with understanding something because they explain it in the show 
What I'm asking is, it doesn't make sense to me why a character in general spends years doing, oh, I got to learn the force. And it all leads up to this one moment where she does a force push that I thought that was a little ridiculous, in my opinion. I don't think I had to see Clone Wars or Rebels to understand why that happened. I just no. think it's ridiculous you that they would have don't. a character build that long. Personally. What's funny is that, that whole thing, we'll talk about it in a minute, but that whole Sabine thing didn't even happen in Rebels. Like We, we didn't even see that. Well, I know, because you didn't see any of this. Andrew was able to understand the plot of the show, but maybe he doesn't connect with Ahsoka or have those same feelings for Ahsoka that we do because we watched um, seven seasons of Clone Wars and then we saw her in, you know, like a season and a half of Rebels. Yeah, like what would you guys think of her as a kid when they brought her in as a kid? First off, terrible. Everyone hated her. She was terrible. She was annoying. Really? She was so annoying. Uh, like yeah. in the show? Oh, yes. Yeah. Why? What's up, Sky Guy? Oh, my God. Like she was just, uh, it was just. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. I, she was just the annoying kid character. And as we were all teenagers when the show came out. So. Was she not like know, that in was, Clone was, Wars or whatever? Well, once. So that's the beginning of Clone Wars. Around Clone Wars season three. End of season three, she starts to mature a little bit. She becomes a lot more likable. And she kind of takes her own responsibility. Okay, so let me rephrase my question. Not what do you think of her as a character. What do you think of the portrayal of her as a kid? Of her as in the time of the Clone Wars. It was terrible. Their portrayal was terrible. Oh, in this show? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was... Misunderstood. It was okay. It was... It was. That was... I think that whole... Not the worst thing. Not the best. Just kind of... Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah. just there. It was just there for me. Like, I thought it looked great. I thought it looked cool. And did did we record a, an Ahsoka episode, or or did that not happen? I can't remember. We did a long, long time ago. Yeah, and I don't think it ever made it to print. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, and then we then we got all the way close to this, and it was like so much had happened. <laughs> <laughs> Is that we got we recorded that one because <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do, we do, but uh, I. I th- I thought that and yes, it seemed to be like a core part because they they released that episode in theaters. They hyped it up, you know. Anakin's going to be in this episode uh, heavily, and you know she had the lesson. And I don't think we can all agree on what that was exactly. Um, and, but it was just it was it was just like a lot of hey, you've seen Clone Wars, here's some cool Clone Wars stuff. Look at this, there's Anakin in his uh, Clone Wars outfit, and here's him flashing into Vader and fighting Ahsoka. It, it just seemed like it was a... He, this is for the people who've seen all this other stuff, and it looks cool. And I just don't think it lands entirely. Like all the, I just don't think it lands at, by the end of that episode. I can't, I can't argue with you, because I don't remember that episode from two months ago. <laughs> But I feel like there's no possible way. I feel like I would remember thinking, what was the point of this if they didn't show me anything in the plot? So there had to have been a reason they showed that. I can't tell you and debate with you about it why right now, but I think you're wrong on that. I would say that she, well, she, when she comes out of this, she's become Ahsoka the White. She's all knowing and her disposition's changed. 
But it all comes from fighting with Anakin. And, you know, even in their dialogue, I, I don't know exactly what the issue entirely was and how it was resolved. So uh, let's go on to move into the uh, topic of Sabine. Um, yeah, I, as you guys know, uh, if you've yeah. listened to any of our uh, past Ahsoka review episodes, I've not cared for Sabine being trained as a Jedi or being trained to use the Force when we've never seen that side of her previous to this. And on top of that, it just... I don't know. It just feels like feels clunky to me like it doesn't it's not it's just clunky yeah. to me in the plot it's it's just kind of there and like a plot device her whole reason for using the force is to push Ezra at the very end that's the whole reason she has the force god I was hoping it would fail and he would just fall <laughs> into like water or something so I would like to revise that I don't know if that's the whole reason that's just a big that's just a big I think you're totally yeah, no, that's not the whole reason. That's just something that happens. I mean, it's the, it's the trigger right. to save Ezra. Yeah. The whole reason we'll f- probably find out in some other. Is there a season two? We it's not been confirmed. Not confirmed. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm sure we'll find out because there's so much. It, I mean, I'm, I'm all cool with Ezra being saved and stuff. I just, I don't know. She went from not being able to move a cup. I was cool with the lights. I mean, I didn't care for her using the force, or whatever. But if you're going to build the character up, a logical progression of her pulling the lightsaber to herself and hitting that zombie in the head with the lightsaber, that was cool. I was all on board. I was like, okay, I can buy that. But then, like she, she force pushes a whole dude, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, because it's like way. it's like it's like everything it's like everything built up to that moment and then now all of a sudden she's being able to release all this force that she hasn't been able to it's like she's been constipated <laughs> force constipated it, it, it's like the force unleashed in her damn you <laughs> know a lot like jeez andrew's kind of getting me on his side on this one i'm not gonna lie i mean like, i just it's just i just feel like i feel like what you're doing is looking at this show and being like looking at these little moments and being like it doesn't make sense this moment shouldn't be this big moment when it's really not i mean it's not what you're saying it's, yeah i think you're diminishing well a lot and i haven't i haven't got Sabine's to what i think was good role. though i mean i i think there's good things in this show yeah but I mean, you're, what you're saying doesn't make any sense because they literally, even I who haven't seen the Clone Wars or Rebels, they tell you like she spent years training, and then Ahsoka stopped training her specifically because um, the Clone War. No, because was it Order sixty six that happened? No, the uh, Night of a Thousand Tears. Okay, so that I don't, I'm not familiar with that, but a, a large event happened where a bunch of people died that she cared about, and. She was her afraid family. that she would use her force powers for the dark side, which, in all honesty, it seems like she probably would have until this yeah. moment. Her so destiny. The Night of a Thousand Tears is when the Empire goes in and blows up all of Mandalore and just destroys it. That's why in Mando Season 3 and 2, they're talking about going to reclaim Mandalore. They don't even know if it's safe to go down there. Um Yes. We've never actually seen it other than a flashback in, I believe, Book of Boba Fett. That's where we got first mention of it, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, think, it's Man- I think it's Mandalorian that we no, see the bombers That's when they're drop. talking about it in uh, on that ring thing in Book of Boba Fett. Oh, okay. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is Book of Boba it's Fett. It's really the Mandalorian. 2.5. Mandalorian 2.5. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
hate that so they, much. Dude, I they still can't get over that we released our first episode after season one of Mandalorian. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It was after season two, I think. Yeah. Was it season did, two? We started no. right after season two. Because we talked about Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. Damn, there's been so much time. Okay. I know, crazy. right? I, I do. I do. I track with that. But I think it's because I've seen her in the past, in past things, that I don't quite buy that. I don't either. And uh, we've seen her, like, people who've seen the pre- Rebels, and um, she showed no signs yeah. of being Force-sensitive or even but any kind of... Go ahead. I, I was okay with her using a lightsaber. Because yeah. that's been established for a while. that She got trained by Kanan how to use the darksaber. So I've always been okay with that. And people use vibro blades and stuff all the time. Yeah, and I was cool with that too. But then it's like after it's like some after the force unleashed in her, she went from wielding a lightsaber to like X game modes. Like she went yeah. crazy with it in the final. Yeah, so I don't know. I I don't like this progression she's having. There were moments throughout the episode where she almost did it. Not yeah. episode, sorry. This whole season where she almost did it. I mean, it really has been foreshadowing this moment and. It just really seems like they're trying to say it built up and then exploded and then who knows? Maybe she'll never do it again. <laughs> that was it. One and done, baby. Who know? I mean, we don't know. Like, I do like Andrew bringing up the idea of this being her destiny and the force is really reaching out. Uh, kind of like how it did mm-hmm. to Chirrut in Rogue One when he's like dodging right. all the blaster fire. So I, I do like now that's been established that that does happen sometimes. I kind of like that headcanon, so to speak, of that being how she did it. Not saying I necessarily agree with them showing it and that being how the story worked out, but I can That's not see how it. the Force works. But yeah, that's probably just cool. <laughs> well, it's also not a stretch because the whales showed up, right? The whales showed up just in time, right? To save them, just in time. And you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be something else, which is just goes more to my argument that the force can be accessed by anybody. Yeah. I mean, George Lucas did say that, though. George Lucas said that. Yeah, but what does George Lucas say? Does that mean anything? Well, you're or? agreeing with George Lucas right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it should. <laughs> I, I hate my, my opinion. opinion. <laughs> I love Star Wars, but no, I also hate I mean, George Lucas. <laughs> I hate all of you, but I love you. I mean, his opinion doesn't really matter anymore. Is that not every Star Wars fan ever, Blake? Is that not ever? <laughs> it's, I love Star Wars, but I hate it so much. Um, but I, I, yeah, S- Sabine, we we've talked about that a whole bunch. But Sabine, I think that is something we will continue to talk about uh, in coming months and years. We have a we have a while before we get any new Star Wars. So th- this this is a topic I'm sure we'll revisit at some point through other other topics. So let's talk about the stuff we liked in Ahsoka. Let's let's just divvy it up. I have a question. I, I don't know where where we where to pose it. Pose it now. <laughs> okay. So when I, I don't know the names, the the three witches and their new witch recruit. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That was not Andrew. It's deep fake. It's AI. Yeah. So, um, I I don't know their names. So. Yeah, it doesn't matter, I guess. But when they initiate her into their tribe, <laughs> um, then they conjured up something called the Blade mm-hmm. of Talzin. Yes. 
what was that? <laughs> okay, so hey, I actually looked this up a little bit. I think this is from Rebels, or it no, is this is from Clone War. Wars. It's actually in Clone Wars. So, uh, so, so Mother Talzin <laughs> is the leader of the Night Sisters in the Clone Wars era, and she uses a blade that can okay. go against a lightsaber. I'm assuming this is that blade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they can it conjure is. that. It's the same that makes one. Sense. From wherever. <laughs> I've seen Clone Wars, and I just like so much happens in in Clone Wars that it's hard for me to remember everything. But well, they don't they don't like say, well, this is the blade of Tals, and it's gonna blah 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 blah. She just pulls it out, and starts fighting. Like there's no. She just yeah. yeah she she's just using it. There's no great exposition. Well, there's like a I don't know the reason I know about. It, I looked it up. There's just like a screenshot of her like bowing to it. So it's weird that she would just pull it out of nowhere. Yeah, she may have. I, I don't remember there being a big stink about what this blade was. I just remember her using it in Glow Wars. I believe she fought Dooku okay. with it. Well, I mean, it's a sword that can go against lightsabers. That's a pretty yeah. big deal, in my opinion. I mean, Let, let's move into some things that we liked about Ahsoka. Uh, let's 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 mix it up a little bit. Uh, Wesley, what do you like about how Ahsoka wrapped up this final episode? Kind of where it all culminates together. I, I kind of like how the stories ended um, in, in some ways. Like, I think it was good for Sabine's and Ahsoka's relationship for them to be stranded on this planet now. Um, and so now they get to spend more time together and, and train and grow. Pillow fights, painting each other's nails, talking about boys. Yeah, <laughs> all, all those fun <laughs> things. And then Anakin can watch them creepily from the netherworld of the Force. That that <laughs> you just hit on something <laughs> like a question that I that I didn't even like that part. Oh, we'll get to, we'll get to that in your dislikes then. <laughs> we'll save yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, I think I think it is going to be good for Sabine and Ahsoka to spend time together. They're going to assumably do more force training so that whenever they get back to our the prime galaxy, I guess we'll call it, they can fight against. Thrawn and his minions, if that is the story, yeah. you know. And and then on the other hand, uh, you have Thrawn and and Ezra. They're returned back to well, Thrawn's in Dathomir with the witches, but anyway, they're back in the the normal galaxy, if we will. Um, and so that kind of opens up anything to this point. Like, um, so you know, stay tuned to see what's next from that. Yeah. L- last thing is uh. We get just a little bit of Balin and uh, the other girl, uh, his his apprentice. Shin we get a little bit of them. Shin, yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of like intrigue with them, and yeah. uh, what what kind of journey they're about to be on. Right, right. And I, I can see where you like how open the story is. There, there's a lot that can happen, and it definitely did leave a lot open. And that's kind of. That's kind of a, uh, it's, it's kind of one of my, like, I don't quite like that they left so much. Like, I felt like yeah. nothing got resolved. But I also, right. but I'm also intrigued. You know, like, where is the story going to go? So it's kind mm-hmm. of a. That's fair. Love, hate, bittersweet kind of thing. Uh, Andrew, what you, what you like about this Ahsoka wrap up? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I pretty much agree with, uh, Wesley, I don't know what his argument was. I, there's no point in me bringing up a like because it's not like something I super liked. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that his 
I could see why you guys think it's weird that go- they could just pop up at any time and look, but to me, it seemed more like a final understanding of, okay, she finally found peace, she finally is understanding, and she's finally able to train a Padawan, and maybe she's not going to be pushed to the wrong side like I was, or something like that. That's just what it seemed like to me. I mean, that's inferring a lot from a little. You know, but... when you put it that way, like, I actually really like that now. I really do. I When I first saw her, though, like, for some reason, that didn't register to me, and I'm like, why is, why is Ghost Force Anakin randomly here watching... <laughs> That's the only thing that would make sense to me. I don't think, I mean, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was like a big plot decision. I think it was like, hey, let's throw Anakin in here. The the people love to see him. And then he's looking over Ahsoka as if she's done what she needs to do. So it was kind of like an affirmation mm. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of. I like that. I don't, I don't hate it. Remember, I love it. remember how in episode uh, six, the Jedi are just kind of creepily standing there watching everybody party with the Ewoks. Like it's not yeah. very different. Yeah, than but that, the difference you know? is Luke can see them, and they're all like they kind of like do the tip their hat thing. Like, hey, you did a good job, kid. And here, uh, Anakin is just watching Ahsoka and Sabine, and they have no idea he's there. Because I tell you what, if you're looking at a girl through a window, she knows you're there, and that's something that happens sometimes. Then that's cool. But if if you're looking through a window and she has no idea you're there, that's creepy. <laughs> It's so frustrating because it feels like sometimes we don't watch the same show. That whole thing, that whole scene that you said maybe doesn't matter, the whole kid thing, that was her That was her wrapping everything up. That was her wrapping up. She doesn't need to fo- speak to his Force Ghost ever again. She never needs to speak to her master again. I mean, that's what that whole thing was. I feel like you just miss scenes. You don't pay attention and you hate on them. And then you, you later on are like... I don't understand why this is happening. I understand the scenes perfectly. I understand what they're about. She she went through the Clone Wars already. She had those lessons. She went through Rebels. She had those lessons. No, she she revisited that in this ep- in this show. That's what I'm saying. She completely revisited. Horns of war. <laughs> attack! Attack! <laughs> I'm telling you, she revisited all of that to to become the gray Jedi, the white soak of the white. What, what are you talking Ahsoka about? Gandalf, the white, the white wizard. I understand that that's what pushed her to be a soak of the white. I just don't understand why it pushed her to be a soak of the white. Because she's still struggling. The, she still struggles with her master. I mean, even you can see even at the very end. She did that in Clone Wars. She literally struggled against him in real life and had to accept what he became. Yes. And I don't think she ever accepted. I do remember watching the Ahsoka arc, but I don't remember her accepting it and moving on. Because didn't she leave the Jedi Order? Didn't well, she? that was that was before she fought him. She fought Darth Vader and Rebels. Well, that was before, though. I mean, it's still safe to say she still struggled with but, it. I but mean, since then, she she's she, we know that she's seen Luke at this point. She knows he turned back to the light side. Why is she going to struggle with that? I would say Ahsoka has never struggled with turning to the dark side. Well, I'm talking about struggling with Va- with Anakin turning into Vader. That's what I'm saying she struggled with. Like, uh, maybe it's her yeah. fault. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, same, yeah, same, same, same. Maybe, I don't even know, but uh, there's got to be feelings there. Oh, I mean, there is. She 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 does you know, feel imagine- like, she even says in here, she feels like she abandoned Anakin. And that's why he turned to the dark side. But at the end of the day, he's already turned back to the light side. He's He's gone now. I just... I just feel like that that kind of would have resolved itself in that, knowing that he made the right decisions in the end, and he did turn back. 
and I can see the skepticism because a, here's an example. Ahsoka in The Mandalorian seemed so zen and so sure of herself. But then in this season, she went through a whole refinding herself right. again. You know what I mean? And it does kind of suck when they bring that arc up all the time in every Star Wars. You gotta. It's funny you mentioned that, Andrew. I didn't I think know. about this before, but when we do see her, and it's, it was in Boba Fett. I know we keep thinking it's Mando, but it's Boba Fett. I, because it's, it's the, the same. same thing. It's the same show. It's the same uh, show. But when she's at Luke's Jedi Academy, she has that Ahsoka lightness, and she has that charisma that I like to see in Ahsoka. And I think Rosario Dawson played it very well, even when she's talking to Amanda. Yeah, she seemed... That was the character I thought we were getting. And we didn't. And that is before, chronologically, that is before what we're seeing now. So, it seems, seems like a, seems like they kind of dialed her back. It's interesting. I thought we were talking about stuff we liked. What what What, what, what happened? <laughs> It's it's because it's hard. Wesley Wesley kicked on everything I liked. I mean, it's I just I feel like I have to touch on things I don't. <laughs> so like. Andrew's already doing his not likes. <laughs> He's ahead of the game. He's ahead Sorry, of the game. Did you or did you not like the zombies? I enjoyed them. It was cool. I think it was weird. <laughs> it's not something that uh, has not been breached in Star Wars before. So really, yeah. I thought it was in Clone oh, Wars man. or Rebels. Clone Wars. Uh, the uh, the Night Sisters brought people back from the dead all the time. Um, uh, in what do you think? There Tro- the uh, the Death Troopers book. I hated the zombie <laughs> scene. Absolutely hated it. So but funny. we can wait till my turn. Oh, I didn't care. I didn't care for the way they like. I, I thought it was. I thought it was weird the way that they acted. The concepts cool. What scene didn't you like? Like, what scene was zombie? Like, when they were just slaying zombies? No, it was just, it was, it was silly that they just all got back up and started, like, zombie walking toward them. They should have just chopped them down. There's three Jedi uh, yeah. there. I understand. There's three Jedi against, like, 12 zombies. Come on. Come on. Come on. And the thing was, right before then, we can, we can presume that they were zombies before that, and they were moving just fine. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the, I mean, I'll say the whole show, a lot of the combat felt yeah. subpar. The, the combat that I liked, I did like Balin and Ahsoka's fight in the fourth episode. I thought that was decent. I like Balin, dude. I like Balin. I like Balin. That's my like, dude. I think that's my biggest takeaway from this show. I like Balin. I think that's a lot of people's takeaway, honestly. We don't need more Ahsoka. We need more Balin. <laughs> but you're right. There's a lot of mystery surrounding him, and there isn't a lot of unclosed stuff that's I don't, you, I don't like. You think they're going to recast his part? What I miss? He died. He died. the The guy who played him died. You, yeah, you didn't know that. So, Ray Stevenson passed away. I feel like we feel like it was on an episode. We we've talked about it. I think a time or two. It's hard to remember all the Star Wars lore. I'm sorry to break the news to you this way. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's been mm. a while. So what you're telling me is that my favorite line is yeah. going, <laughs> going nowhere. Okay. So I don't. Great. I don't Hope. know. Do they recast a part or do they tell the story in a different medium? Animated or comics? You know, that's that's one of those things. I mean, it's it's going to deal with Mortis stuff. We already know that. The father, the daughter, and the son. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. slap a mask on him and recast. <laughs> 
Slap a mask, recast. Slap a mask, my- recast. <laughs> so my uh, that's all you got to do. That's all yeah, you got to do. People wear masks in Star Wars a lot. My my um. My solution was to do a little bit of CGI magic next time we see Balin, and he gets eaten by Abeloth, or whatever the heck he's looking for. And then he's gone, but you at least get to continue the story. So looking at my avatar, you know who'd be a really good cast for <laughs> I think oh Nick Offerman God. would be a great cast for Balin, dude. <laughs> he's not in blackface, he's just got cornrows. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's when he's. I think that's wife number two. He's, he's back with Tammy too. Tammy too, locked up in jail. No, but Nick Offerman, I think he'd be a great um, Balin recast. But I don't know. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll do it. Um, I don't think so either. I think, and I hate to say this, Sean Connery. I'm Balin <laughs> Skull. I'm here to find a dark entity. Is she cute? I'll Did find you, out. I hate to tell you this. Sean Connery has passed away. <laughs> right oh, Ray no. <laughs> Are you serious? Sean Connery? He's like 100 years old, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I'm living in another time period, dude. <laughs> he, died in Ox- oh he, he died in October of 2020. Well, that's because... <laughs> That's Can we get Charlie Chaplin to play uh, Balin Skull? <laughs> Be some good slapstick there. How about Heath Ledger? I think Heath Ledger would do a good job as Balin Skull. Chris Farley. Could Chris Farley play Balin Skull? Oh, I can't breathe. But un- unfortunately, uh, I think that they'll either scrap that story and just forget about it. Which would suck. Or they'll do it in another medium. That's what I think. I don't think scrapping that story is an option. I don't I don't know why I'm like Oh, it totally is. <laughs> I believe I believe that they're gonna they gotta keep it. Do you know how much stuff Disney has scrapped? I mean I will say this made it to film, but they're they're all yeah. for like yeah, we're just not gonna do this. Name one. Name one? Name one. Rogue's the yeah, Rogue Squadron movie, the Patty Jenkins movie, the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Well, that's um, well, that's not that's this, those aren't stories that started and then stopped though. That's that's true. I'll give you that, but I just don't shoot me a story that they hinted at and then besides Darth me, Maul oh. in uh, Star that's Wars true. story uh, Han yeah. Solo. That's sorry, true. Yeah, really? he, was, he was in the final scene for no reason. <laughs> then they killed him in Rebels. <laughs> and what 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 do you do, Dietrich? Your favorite thing? Um, get money and see pretty women. Is that what we're ta- uh, what are we talking about? My favorite thing. Did he get naked? I I like your response better, so we'll go with that. Well, now, no, now I'm curious. Say, he he just randomly ignited a lightsaber for for no reason. <laughs> just in case you don't know who Darth Maul oh, yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> so, Diedrich, anything that you particularly liked about the wrap up? I think we've already talked about so much. So I'll uh. I'll kind of go to a little bit of a micro level here. I liked the fight scene with uh, Morgan Elspeth and Ahsoka. I thought that was well choreographed between the two of them. Not when all the stormtroopers come on board. Then it gets weird. But when the two of them are fighting, I think it's pretty cool. Rush around them and just watch. This is going to be good. (laughs) They're like, I don't get paid enough to actually get involved at this. I just want to (laughs) watch. Well, at the same time, 
all of the uh, droids in episode three just stand there and watch Grievous and Obi One fight. So, yeah, that's, that's Star, Star Wars. Wars. That's uh, they 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 do that. They honor the one v one. Okay, they called one v one. So yeah, I, I I thought the 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 fight was well choreographed. I, I think she, she didn't get a whole hole through her stomach, but died. But whatever. There were I think there were a couple good like choreographed fight scenes in, in this final episode. Like even like right before it, when Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra they were like in the temple, and I I don't agree with the zombie troops, but. But anyway, when they were going up against them, I think the choreograph was really good for that too. And like especially when um, Ahsoka told Sabine to you know, pull out your pistols, and then they immediately shifted formation and they gave her cover. I, I thought it was very tactful. I th- I think there was something there. I just hated that, that one of them could have sliced all of them up. <laughs> like th- there there was no need for like the whole let's get in a formation. They should have done that oh, yeah. like in some other situation. They should have made that a little bit more high stakes. That's just me. They seem kind of strong though. I guess they can't die, but that's what I'm saying. So, but so quick question, just to stay on topic with that: Is it possible that the net if in the future we're basically just going to be seeing Thrawn and a zombie army? I'm a, I'm assuming that's the whole thing. I mean, where else is he going to get troops? I mean, the remnant of the Empire is not going to be nearly enough to take on the New Republic, obviously, or else they would have done it already. Yeah, I mean, that's what was in all those caskets. I'm assuming it is dead somethings to help them fight. Dead Ewoks. <laughs> oh, you know how bad that would be? <laughs> what kind of a mind would that be if it was like the dead Ewoks fighting the rebels? Night on Endor. So we're going to get a Star Wars zombie game. The ones who were killed on Endor. Specifically by that ATST in that one scene where it's like cuckoo, <laughs> and then it just goes silent, and the Ewok goes and checks on his Ewok friend, and the Ewok friend's laying on the ground and he doesn't move, and it's very emotional for a ten-year-old. Okay, Dietrich is right. emotionally scarred. <laughs> That's like Dietrich's equivalent of a Mufasa dying. Let the Ewoks destroy the New Republic. Um, some <laughs> guy. So I w- let's get to my likes. I liked Ezra. I liked Ezra a lot. I think Ezra. Did you like Ezra? Or like like Ezra. I like liked him. Oh, I liked, liked him. it was the beard. Was it the hair? The hair was good too, but it was more the beard. His eyes. His, his eyes were glowing. That was. His muscles. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Paragraphs of dialogue. Anyways. I think Ezra was done very well in the series. When we finally catch up with him, he has been protecting these little turtle guys for a while. The 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 turtle rednecks that move their <laughs> mobile homes around. The caravan. Yeah, that's the caravan weird, of turtle carnies or whatever they are. But when him and Sabine, when they get back together and they're they're finally together again after all this time. Their dialogue, their interaction is fantastic. I've, I'll, this is some of the best character work in the entire series, is between those two. And you could just feel how comfortable they are with each other. And it was just two long-lost friends get back together. Maybe there's something more. Who knows what went on in one of those mobile homes uh, on the way in, you know. But um, I just... 
I like Ezra a lot. I think him using the force in that fight was really cool at the beginning. And it kind of sucked that he took that blaster. He was like, I don't need a lightsaber. But then he needed a blaster. Um, then when he goes to build his lightsaber, I thought that was neat. Loved it. Loved the whole, he builds a lightsaber just like Kanan's. Um, it was a little yeah. cheesy that there's only two emitters that look like that. Yes, that's How cheesy. convenient. How convenient. <laughs> he, you know, uh, Hu Yang just decides he's, he's, he's going to hold on to the other one. For the right moment, he uses the force. I guess Hu Yang, the force sensitive droid. But, but a, a, Star, a Wars Star Wars story. Wars it was story. sweet. It was cheesy, but it was sweet. Um, I really do like Ezra's portrayal, and even when Ahsoka shows up, like he's like the glue. He's the glue that holds Sabine and Ahsoka together. And now that glue's in a different galaxy all over again. Yeah, I liked my boy Ezra. He was pretty cool. I liked him better before he started using weapons, though. I thought in the, what was it, episode, like, seven, the one before it, he was just using the force right. and, like, ninja stuff. That yeah, was really it was neat. Cool. I wish he would have just kept doing that. Yeah, that would have made him seem more mystical. Yeah, when I see Ezra in combat, if I don't see him with the little slingshot thing, then it just don't feel right, you know? <laughs> oh, whatever. That's, that wouldn't have ever worked. That's, that's so dopey. As, as lovable <laughs> as it was, it's so dopey. But you did see you did see the little turtle guys using slingshots. When they were fighting, I thought I thought the turtle guys were weird, dude. I thought that whole thing was weird. The just frog turtles. Hi ho! Welcome well, to our home. I mean, home. it's a big planet. Ah. <laughs> is that the only thing? Was the only protecting one little tribe? Like that's all that's left. They made me laugh. That's when, all that's uh, left. Yeah. When Ahsoka and Sabine got stranded on the planet, and so they re- regrouped with the turtles, and the rock turtles were like, "Yay!" Yeah, <laughs> 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 they're so happy. <laughs> Hey guys, look, they don't have penises. Yeah. They were probably so bummed, dude. They probably went through like a day of depression. Just like, oh, we're all going to die. The Raiders are going to get us tomorrow. Because everybody's gone. Ezra's leaving. Yeah. Ezra didn't give a crap out of those turtle people. He just up and left. Dang. He's a bad dad. Ezra was like, I want to go home. (laughs) Screw this place. (laughs) I want to go home. We'll get out of here. Yeah, so going forward, though, I would like to see Ezra train Jason Sandula. That's, I need I need that. Oh, speaking of what you liked about Ezra, uh, did you like how he got back? I like that he's back in the Prime Universe. I like that he's back. I've been waiting for that for a long, long time. But how did he get back? I mean, was he just a... Uh... He was on Thrawn's ship. Remember? He was just a stormtrooper, and then he just like... Just like a lone trooper, the the only one of four living people on the ship that, or I guess five, five living people on the ship was able to just leave. I mean, yeah, that was a little wonky. They leave it ambiguous, but he somehow made it out with a Lambda class shuttle. Someone, someone said that was Balin's ship. Is that true? No, disregard. <laughs> Balin wasn't a Lambda class shuttle, though. I think Balin. Yeah, Balin was in a Lambda class. I don't know if there's a yeah. way to tell whether or not it was his, but he was riding around in one. No. Why, why Diedrich? You got a reason for that? Yeah, Ezra comes back in a ship he took off of uh, Thrawn's shuttle. It was one of the, It was yeah. a Lambda class. Yeah. And then Balin had used an old Republic version of that. It might still be a lambda class, but it was definitely different in a. Oh, okay, yeah, mm. I'm, I, like I, I'm remembering back. I I haven't watched it lately, but yeah, I think you're correct there. 
like a pre-Clone Wars yeah. Jedi shuttle. But yeah, Ezra does make it back, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's Ezra. But no one's like, well, where's Ahsoka and Sabine? <laughs> True. That's going to be a bad conversation. Ezra didn't tell uh, Hera that, hey, Thrawn's back. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, we literally only got like them staring at each other, and she's like, oh, Ezra. That's cutscene. I do wish there was more Balin and Shin in this final episode. It does seem... Uh, ambiguous whether we're going to get a continuation of that story don't care that ahsoka and sabine are stranded i wish they would have somehow made it back as well because now it feels like we're just going to repeat this story at some point or some version of it to get them back um and then ezra and thrawn are going to get stuck there again it's going to be a whole cycle um i'm just kidding that's 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 a joke no. that's a joke i don't no, think it's really going to happen this is what's going to happen sabine and ahsoka Ahsoka's going to train Sabine. Sabine's going to have force powers. Maybe not crazy force powers, but she's going to have some. And then they're going to fight Shin. And they're going to defeat Shin. And the whales are going to save him. And they're going to come back just in time. And they're going to save the world against a zombie army. Hold up. Let him cook. Let him cook. (laughs) I mean, I'm just assuming that's what's going to happen. That's just what seems like is going to happen. It doesn't seem specific (laughs) to me. Shin is still there. They're still there. I mean, they're going to fight. That's yeah. obvious. They're going to have to get back. That's obvious. There's a zombie army. That maybe isn't obvious. I, I will say there is that small sliver where, like, Ahsoka reached out to, uh, what's her name, Shin? Yes. And, mm-hmm. and like, hey, let me let me train you. Let me teach you. Because and... it's gone so well with Sabine. I should try that again. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there, like... Well, I mean, I with Balin sticking around, you'd think it would eventually be like Balin and Shin versus Ahsoka and Sabine. You oh, Balin, Balin's way, he's cut and run, dude. Balin's now. on his own thing now. I know that's well, yeah, and that was really open ended too, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, what I got from it was Shin goes and finds all those Boken Jedi people, and she's like, uh, "I'm, I'm, I'm the daddy now." Um, yeah, <laughs> she she she's the leader of them. I guess that's what it looks I'm like. I'm the matriarch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's gonna lead them, and yeah, and then Balin is off chasing mystical things. So I don't think he really cares at this point. True, but so so timeline wise, so the last battle of the Empire is at Jakku. And that has happened already in the timeline. So whatever this threat is, it can't be too huge, you know? Like, it's got to be very localized for it to just be considered. It's not even talked about or brought up in the sea. It's not like the last battle of the Empire was actually here and we defeated Thrawn. That's not what it said. The last battle of the Empire is at Jakku. So... Wait, so yeah, now I'm we saying in the last episode. So so this is before Fallen Order? No, this is no, way after. Way after. Ahsoka yeah. is? Fallen Order. Yeah. Fallen Order takes place before um the original trilogy. It takes place like ten years after Order sixty six. And this is after this is after the original trilogy. This show's probably I mean, probably seven to nine years after the original trilogy ends. So, look, uh, 
what is the difference between ABY and BBY? BBY is before the Battle of Yavin. Before the a, Battle of uh, Yavin. ABY okay, is so after This is like Yavin. 30 years Apparently. after that then. Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this, some significant okay. time has passed. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry to sidetrack. It's just really hard to understand. Well, when you get so many uh, stories in so many different eras at the same time, because we're we're um, we're watching Ahsoka, we're playing Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. We also have the Bad Batch on TV. That's right after Order sixty six. That that was recent. And then you have Tales of the Jedi that go back to the... You know, we just got all this stuff going on at the same time in different eras. And Andor, Andor. that's going on... I think it's set f- five years before A New Hope. So, I mean, there's there's a lot going on in these different eras, but we're watching it all at the same time. So, yeah. It'll be interesting when they bring out Acolyte. The Acolyte's way before episode one. The- I... I know, and I'm going to keep asking, like, so where is this in the timeline? And you're going to be like, dude, a thousand years, a thousand <laughs> years before. <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that Thrawn's going to be, like, this galactic threat, like we're all assuming. You know, we, we've all kind of, you know, I, I think he's going to be, I know me you, and you DJ just so? talked about that. What? I don't think he's going to be a galactic threat. Not at first. I don't think he'll ever make it there. You think oh. he's just going to be a little mini boss? Yeah, I do. So what's the next galactic threat? The First Order. The First Order. So, okay, if he's not the next galactic threat, like, what what tier would you consider Thrawn, like, like his uh, threatness level? Uh, maybe a couple planets. Regional? Regional. <laughs> okay. No, regional. I'm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. dead where I'm at. I think he has the potential to be that. I don't think he'll have enough resources. I don't think he will... I just don't think he'll... He's got a little bit of a following with the Shadow Council. That's all going to culminate into this... I think it's going to be like a mini-uprising of the Imperial Remnant, and it's just going to get squashed. Okay, so then... It's going to be tough for the players involved, but I don't think, like, the whole... I don't think the New Republic is going to, like, wage war on Thrawn. They may. So there's, like... There's, like, ten to seven years between this... And that. Or well, it's about 20 years. Probably about 20. So, well, no, if this is in 12, if this is in 10 ABY and... Force Awakens is 30. First Order starts in 20 ABI. Force Awakens is way farther than that. Force Awakens is 30 years after the, after uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but the, the First Order is founded in 21 ABI. Okay. So... So yeah, about eleven years. So we know for sure years. that yeah, if we have like ten years to play with. I mean, that's seems like a long time. We've already seen uh, Daddy Hux in the Shadow Council talking about stuff, and we know he does end up siring Baby Hux, Hux Junior. Yeah, I just finished reading uh, the first book of the Thrawn Ascendancy, and so um, I, I don't know if y'all read that trilogy yet or not it, it makes me wonder um it, I want, it makes me wonder if that uh, ascendancy organ group is still around or, or yeah. what's the status of of that support and it, and it may be and you just have to reach back out to them i just i just don't think it's going to get big enough to be called a galactic threat i mean there's only like 12 planets I I feel like he could definitely do something. 
12, 12, 12 planets, planets where? I mean, there's more. There's more than 12 planets, but there's only 12 planets there that are There are hundreds of planets. Mentioned. I mean, Have you ever seen the Senate floor? Each oh, one of those pods on. is a different planet. Come on. Yeah, but come on. We're not going to see all those planets. We're only going to keep going to the same 12 planets. I mean, come on, man. That's all he's got to dominate. Tatooine, Tatooine, exactly. Don't forget about Tatooine. And there's also Tatooine. Don't forget about Alderaan. So. Oh, no, no. Sorry. No, that is Tatooine. Sorry. Mm. Hey, y'all are failing to mention <laughs> Tatooine. <laughs> so let's let's go on and wrap this baby up with some reviews, some some ratings, as it were. Not review. We've, we've reviewed it already, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what more can we review? <laughs> <laughs> let's just restart the whole review process. No, we're, we're going to get into our ratings. And we'll, we'll just go in order of, of our usual order. So, Wesley, what is your rating of the entire Ahsoka series? Oh. The entire series? Um, You know, let's give it 8.5. 8.5 out of 10. That is out of 10, right? Out of 7. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Any particular reason? Hmm, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was what someone told me to say. It's, you know, like, relative to comparing it to, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Book of Boba Fett, you know, it's way above that. Um, <laughs> and Mandalore Season 3, above that. So, relative to, to other Star Wars materials, I, I think this is pretty good, pretty solid. Um, like I said at the beginning of this show, it it invoked a lot of like nostalgia in me and a lot of thought and curiosity, and it kind of left it open to like, man, I, like, like we're starting to speculate like what's going to happen next. And so, I, I think when a Star Wars series can do that, and and you know, kind of give us this kind of conversation um, that that's constructive then I think that's a good thing. So, eight and a half. Nice. And you pulled for some. We went from I don't know to I really do know real quick. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, Andrew, what is your rating for the entire Ahsoka series? I don't think this is the best Star Wars that we've seen in a while. Uh, I can agree with Wesley on most of his points, though. Uh, but there also are some things that I do think... There are plot holes. There are weird things that are happening. There's a lot of new shit that's being introduced, and it's it seems like a lot in one show. I'm giving this one a 7.5. Um, I agree that this is better than Mandalorian Season 3. I think that's how we should start rating stuff from now on. In fact, I think we need a visual representation of ranking in order that we're doing. I love that idea, Wesley. Um, I would put this better than Obi-Wan not better than Andor not better than Mando 1 yeah I would say that this is better than even probably parts of Mando 2 no I don't know that's that's for later debate I'm I'm getting sidetracked he's having he's having his own podcast with himself right now (laughs) yeah 7.5 my apologies um I, you know, I like that idea, but if you guys, we need to go back and listen to some episodes and get our ratings. We have to we have to go fish around for those. So let's do them from new devices so they can count towards our listeners. You know, no, I'm just kidding. That'd be cheating. 
So, Deidre, what are your thoughts, your final thoughts and rating on the entire Ahsoka series? I'm going to go with like a five. And then, okay, okay. What about a could do more if they do a season two. If they do a season two and there's actually a, an ending to these stories because nothing actually got resolved. It was just, there it is. We're done yeah. for now. Um, hope you want to stick around for maybe more. If they do a season two and it's halfway decent, I'd be willing to give this more than a five. But right now, it's just like, I, I'm, I'm cool with it existing. There are some good moments, but man, it's just a lot of disappointment at the end. All right. Wow. I am going to echo Dietrich. Oh. And I say that for the same reasons Dietrich said, and I kind of went into this a little earlier, the main plot points were started before the series began. They are continuing after this series has ended. Nothing, you know, even in a season of a show, there's usually a storyline that goes through the entire show, and that storyline for that season is resolved. That does not happen here in the slightest. So, I might be gone in Star Wars. Sorry to interrupt, what? but what was that? That's an interesting point that you're bringing that up. That might be gone in Star Wars. We might see a lot of. Yeah, that. and it, but is it a good thing? You know. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. So, and that's kind of where I'm at. I just I, maybe I'll give it. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll, I'll give it a five point five. So I'm not the lowest. Um, <laughs> cheap move. It's like, the, it's like the price is right. You go one penny higher. That's right. Than your neighbor. Um, <laughs> five point. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Five five is fine because I mean it, there were some cool visuals. There were some cool plot points, and at least season three of Mandalorian did have a story. Was it, you know, was it the best thing ever? No, but it did have a story. Boba Fett was, has a story. Was it done well? I don't think so, but it has a story there that begins and ends. Now, the middle is a little wonky because they do a whole lot of stuff off screen while we're following Mando around, <laughs> but <laughs> so that, that's kind of, that's kind of my reasoning. So I'm right there with Diedrich. So with that, we have wrapped up. The Ahsoka series, or Ahsoka Season 1, maybe, if they do another season. I think we would have heard about it by now, I think, if, if there was going to be. But, who knows? So now it is time for the Word of the Week with Master Yoda. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Hmm. Bootleg Battlefront 2 case, the word of the week is. <laughs> um, that's a little odd. I mean, you, can, you went all the way back to our merchandising segment. I don't think you've ever gone back that far for word of the week there, Yoda. Yes. Struck a chord with me, it did. On that case, I better be. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a spot for you. We will get Wesley to, to draw you with green crayon. Hmm. Green crayon tastes the best. Hmm, yes. Royalties, there should be. What are you going to do with money in the netherworld of the Force? For me to know, and for you to never find out. It's a little ominous. So, uh, Master, what did you think of Ahsoka, the series? Unfinished it is. Need more context, I do. Well, again, you've seen it all, right? I mean, you're a force ghost. You can kind of see all of it. Hmm, no spoilers, I will give. Well, will we, will we be happy with the ending? 
Cannot say. Happy endings. I do that. I, I don't. Yeah, I think we all do love a happy ending for the television shows that we are watching on Disney Plus and Star Wars. So let's just wrap this up. Uh, thank you for listening to another great episode of Dork Wars, the podcast. What would we be doing here without our listeners? So thank you guys for listening. Connect with us on the socials uh, Facebook, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, YouTube. We're on YouTube. Come in our live chats every Sunday night at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.15 Pacific Time. Always a good time. You can chat live with us on our live show. And you can also check out our new Dork Wars The Highlight Series, where we are going back and posting some of our essential episodes that we think you would like to hear on YouTube. Is a new feature with our hosting website where we can post directly to YouTube. And we are using that feature to bring you some more Dork Wars that you may not have heard because they're older episodes. And we will also be posting every episode on YouTube from here on out as well. So check those out for sure. Thank you guys for listening. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars, the podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Oliver, shut up! Production.